What's up, everyone? Icebox Pod, episode 34 here at 412 Sports Cards at Icy Ice Cards. Back at it again. And we've got a pretty jam-packed episode. A lot of show talk. I, for one, am sad to have missed the Shipsy show this weekend. We're going to get some recap from Matt. But yeah, Matt, how are we doing? And how how was the show? I want to hear. Pretty good. It was a good show. It was packed. There were so many people there, which was to be expected, I, I would say. But it's still kind of nice to see um, a good turnout for a show, even with, like, the market kind of down and, like, people are nervous, which you could definitely tell at the show. You, you could, could definitely tell. tell. Yeah, people were afraid to touch, like, high end. Afraid I, to touch I high end? It, yeah, so. Or do you mean, like, in the, like, two to 2,000 range? 200 to like, 2000 range i would say like honestly up to like 5000 people were kind of like nervous like i don't know there was a lot of people there that were just like yeah i'm not really buying anything like high end it was definitely kind of a sellers type show i'd say but yeah it, did it you was sell just, yeah i i mostly sold and it worked like you could get buyers at like okay prices um yeah, there were some buyers there that were buying a lot. I mean, there were some buyers, like, they'd be like, what do you want for your whole case? And then they'd offer you, like, 50% comps. It's like, no thanks. Yeah. But there, there were some people that were actually paying pretty strong, which was nice, kind of nice to see. But there was a lot, the majority of the people were, like, I nervous, kind of. You could tell. A lot of people just want to trade. That's weird to me. I personally, unless it's like lower and am not huge on the whole idea of making a ton of trades. Because usually the card that's on the other side of the trade is not the card I want more than anything else. Yeah. So like, I'd rather just have some money to go hunt on eBay for something cool. Yeah, I think I don't. my brother made some trades where he just like gained a lot of value pretty much well, okay i don't even understand how that can happen can you explain to me how that can happen because i don't understand it how these like how like and you operate somewhat as a dealer i would say even though you don't have a table and your brother operates somewhat as a dealer how can you make a trade and like be like yes as a dealer this trade makes sense and i'm quote coming out like on top of it when the guy on the other side of the table is looking up comps and you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's mostly on stuff that there isn't a lot of comps on. Is really where you can come ahead on trades. Like the one my brother, the card my brother traded had no comps. So Oh, I see. The and he traded he paid, for stuff with comps? Yeah, and he traded for stuff that had a, a good amount of comps. Like, not like base, like crap base stuff, but like he traded for like, a John Morant Genesis PSA 10. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty like, big. Like, that's, like, kind of rare, but, like, it has comps. Like, you can tell comps. Oh, definitely. So, like, he got stuff like that. Or, like, you know, even, like, he got, like, a Zion Auto that was a 10. And it didn't have any 10 comps, but it had 9.5 comps. Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you can at least get a guess here on what that's going to be worth. Yeah. I saw he had some nice stuff. 
that uh, had yeah. come through. He made mostly by looking. I feel like at his IG, I was like, "Whoa, deals are going down like crazy at Shipsy," because he had tons of pickups of tons of pretty nice stuff. Like, no, yeah, he nothing like absurd absurd but like for a collector like myself it was like a lot of wow like that's a really solid solid card like even that Tua he got was sick yeah yeah trade night was just packed so this is sunday night it's crazy yeah trade night there was so many people there i i mean i thought it was packed last time and then this time it was even more but i i like trade night because I feel like dealers always feel like they have to come out ahead, like by a lot in a deal. But like these people are pretty much all from Instagram and are just like fine with making like a cool, fair trade. Like they don't feel like they have to like rip somebody off, you know? Yeah. Did you buy it? What do you do at trade night? I got to hear about your moves. If you're willing to share the moves. Um, I pretty much just sold. I don't think I bought anything. What'd you unload though? Anything Anything, like big or like? Yeah, I sold a couple LeBron refractors. You sold the refractors? Bye yeah, bye. sad day. Yeah, Which it actually kind of sucked. Um, Why'd you get rid of them? I know you wanted to like hunt down like the whole run. I had the whole run. I Oh, yeah. Well, why'd you break apart and the I whole broke run? broke it up uh, to save up for Brady contenders. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was just kind of one of those situations where I was like, man, I have eight LeBron refractors right here. And the reason that I have four of them is just to complete the run. Like, I don't even like them that much. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, well, I just sell those. And I don't know, you ever narrow down your collection just so many times that you're just kind of stuck? Like, it's like there's nothing else I want to move at all in, like, my PC. Yeah, And that's kind of where I was. And I was like, well, if I want this Brady contenders, I got to suck it up and do something. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it was when I did the Jackie. Like, yeah, I I don't know. It was a big chip that like, and like, I didn't want to just decimate like all my smaller cards and be like, goodbye, all my fun, smaller cards. I have to get rid of all of like the fun, small stuff. So I wanted to get rid of a big chip. And like sometimes it makes sense. Which ones you get rid of? The 05? So I got rid of. I'm gonna oh, guess you got rid of the 05 and the 06. And the 09. Those are my guesses. I think I I think I just got rid of the 06. And then I oh, also only got the 06. Rid of, That's the one you can see got, his face when he's dunking and he's like coming right at your face. Yeah. Okay, yep, I got rid of that one, and then I got rid of a... That was a cool card. 2005 Finest Refractor. Oh, okay, not the Topps Chrome. I was going to say my guess is right. So the only ones that I kept out of the Topps Chrome run was obviously the Rookie, and then I kept the second year. And then... Mm -hmm. I also kept the, the 2008 Talk Chalk, Talk Toss one. Chalk Toss. Chalk Toss. <laughs> yeah. I kept okay. that one. And that was it, I think. Oh, so you kept, I mean, so you kept the ones with the cool photos. The 2007, though, went bye-bye? Yeah. 2007, yes. 
I really, I really like that card though. Yeah, that one that's the one after the 0304 and the 08. That's probably the next in line, and then after that, I think there's a pretty big drop off. Yes, yeah. The 06, I actually kind of like. I almost bought an 06, but you didn't mind taking what I assume was a pretty decent L. Like, didn't bother you. Just wanted to get out, get the cash out. Uh, yeah, I actually. So the two refractors that I sold, I think I pretty much hit even on them. Dang, because what the heck? How long have you had these? Well, because one of them, the 05 Finest, I got into that one like super early. Like that's like one of the first LeBron cards I bought. So okay, okay. Like, like I think I bought that for like $300 or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, yeah, I way overpaid. Well, not at the time I didn't overpay, but yeah. the refractor was down. So then I think I pretty much took my profit on the finest and that canceled out my loss on the other one, which that's pretty good. Honestly, I, I cannot complain about that. When, the way LeBron's market is right now, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's a bloodbath on that type of stuff. Yeah. That's is. the type of stuff that if you own, you've just been uh, decimated, but I think a lot of the stuff you own is not that. So, you know, you're fine. It's really been like the, if you own like yeah. weird stuff, like it turns out okay for you right now. And like it's not great, but like it's also not awful. So, yeah, it was kind of weird actually with the 2014 Gala that I bought. You um, didn't get rid of that, did you? No, no, I'm oh. not getting rid of that one. But I paid like pretty strong, strong on that and everything. And then a couple weeks after I bought it, one came up for auction and I was like, oh boy, like, am I going to fear? Is this going to go for like super cheap and stuff? And I bought a BGS nine and the raw went for, I think the same price that I paid for the BGS nine. So I was, I would feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Cause that's a really tough grade too. Like if, if it was raw, I would honestly assume like PSA seven condition. Cause those are really tough to grade. Oh, is it a thick card? Yeah, it's super thick. Oh, okay, okay. That makes it hard. Wow. I'm nerding out over these LeBron refractors now, though. So, wait, when did you get rid of the 07 and the 09? A while ago? Uh, I still have the 07. It's just in my trade box. Oh, it's on, it's on the chopping block, though. Yeah, it is. Destined um, to be yeah, shipped yeah. out? Yeah, eventually. yeah any other big stuff you traded though i think it's fun at least for me hopefully for the Um, listeners to hear the stories of like stuff that got sold because i know you have a lot more inventory than i do nothing else crazy i i mean i sold some like cheaper stuff like a raw kyler murray uh field level silver a raw Um, kyler murray field level. okay that's not crazy crazy no that was like a hundred dollars Wild how many more of the field level silvers there are than quartzite silvers, by the way. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, yeah, nothing else was crazy. There was it's it's interesting though, the difference between like the big shows and like the smaller local shows is there's way more like F1 at like the big shows and like that type of stuff than at like these small local shows. Like there was yeah. There was like 190 tables, I think. And I bet you at least like 10 were just like pure F1. 
I remember when I went, there was a ton of F1. Yeah, there was a lot, which was which was fun. I remember there was an different. oddly a ton of F1 and ISA slabs, which was weird. Were they there yeah. again? I don't think so. I didn't see any. Uh, I didn't see much as far as like weird slabs go. Oh, well, that's good. Mr. Carlos signs. I'm still waiting for uh, that refractor to come back from PSA and he is not helping me in the meantime. So maybe I should have just said bye-bye at this point. The PSA nine is losing me money because he is sucking, but you know, he could turn it around and like, yeah, I think it's a PSA 10. So be okay. But still uh, buying F1 at the show was fun. Yeah. There was zero vintage, like man. I I it's that show is so much modern. It it's very much uh, an Instagram show. Oh, everyone there's on IG. Yeah, very much like an Instagram type show. Which I think I enjoy that, and I enjoy like the Pittsburgh show, just different Mm -hmm. ways. I feel like I don't know. I feel like you might not enjoy a vintage heavy show as much just because i feel like you're not you don't dabble in vintage baseball as much but i like looking at it though you're like yeah it is cool i i enjoy looking at it you know what uh was pretty funny is uh so there was this guy that kind of set up at trade night um he like just had like a little setup uh pretty much like a box little box of like better stuff Mm -hmm. and then a four row box of just like random like rookies and patches and it, it was all like modern stuff so it was, it was kind of interesting to look through but anyways uh a friend of mine who was there big like pistons fan so he goes through not all this stuff is priced in this box because like it's all like low on stuff so like whatever and he takes all basically all the Pistons cards out. Like, I mean, he had a good stack. Mm-hmm. And so he hands it to the guy. And he's like, how much do you want for the stack? And I'd say probably half of it's priced, half of it's not. So at that point, if you're a dealer, right, you just kind of shuffle through it and, like, throw out a number. You know what I mean? Yes. The guy's like, yeah, I'm going to have to comp all these cards. Sir. He's like, do you want to come back in, like, 20 minutes? And... My buddy's like, yeah, no. He's like, just give me a price. And the guy's like, well, I have to comp all these cards. And keep in mind, like, the ones that are not priced, it's like a Luca Garza, like, Origins Auto and stuff like that, where it's like, this is not worth that much. Just chuck out a number. Maybe you lose $10. Maybe you make an extra 10 like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And he just wouldn't sell anything without, like, looking up comps on all these cards. Well, guess who isn't selling anything all weekend? No. And I was like, dude, you're not going to sell anything. And, yeah. And, you know, my buddy loves the Pistons. Like, he would pay strong on it. And it's like, dude, you just missed a chance at a pretty good sale because. Yeah, like a lot. I sold a ton of inventory. Yeah. And it's. I'm surprised. it was all like piston stuff. That's like hard to move. Like it's hard to move a Luca Garza auto. I'm surprised that so many of these dealers exist. Cause you think it'll be like survival, the fittest. And like these people would like not make money 
And then we'll be like, well, I'm wasting my time because they don't make any money. And then just sell the whole thing, yeah. everything they have to some other dude. And then these people will be removed from like the system. But like somehow they're not. I think they keep replenishing themselves. Yeah, I have a kind of theory about that. I think a lot of dealers sometimes just set up, like just have something to do. Oh, people definitely do that. I experienced that at local shows a lot. Oh, I think at the local show, it's rampant. And I'm not going to lie. If you have like decent stuff, it's fun to like just show it off maybe. Yeah, like some people will just put a pile of cards on their table nothing's priced they have no idea what nothing's worth and then you ask them for a price and they don't even give you one they just say i don't know offer and then you just don't know what to do and it's just like they just wanted to get out of the house for a day or something and it's like they have no intent of doing anything they don't want to buy they don't want to sell they don't want to trade they just want to sit there and eat the hamburgers that like the card show supplies and just (laughs) sit there all day and just do nothing Eat like, the hamburgers that the card shows supplies. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, like, maybe that's what they are after. Just that hamburger. That expensive yeah, card show burger. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's definitely a little bit of that. I would I would like to see a little bit more. I don't know if, like, if you're a listener and you go to a show, personally for me, I like seeing different dealers every time. Yeah, because some of these dealers sit on the same junk forever and ever, and it's the same cards every time. Yeah, like there's some shows out there. um, There's some bigger shows that their promoter will be like, our dealer retention rate is like 100% or something. But like to me, like that's a bad thing. Because I mean, unless it's like someone huge. Who like yeah is right. a certified pro at this and like churns inventory like nobody's business, right? But if a hundred percent of the dealers are coming back the next time, like that would be less attractive to me because I would That's like fair. to see different people. That's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't love to see a couple of the people I saw at Chipsy. They could uh, leave, yeah. and I would be yeah excited. Yeah, but- there were some. Uh, there were some really good dealers there, though, overall. I I really like that show. A lot of – just there's a lot of nice people there, which I really appreciate because sometimes some dealers are just really rude. and But there's a lot of just nice people there, which is nice. Nice. To I see. agree. It makes it so I much agree. more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. I like the people at Shipsy. The people at Shipsy were definitely nicer than the people at the Pittsburgh show. You would all have these older men at the Pittsburgh show who are like not friendly, the hamburger yeah. eaters, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps, although they were motivated hamburger eaters. They weren't, you know, they were interested in a little more than just the hamburger, but that's good. The people at Chipsy are more go getters and more lively and younger uh, and maybe more up to talk about just random junk, which is yeah. fun. I got see that question. Like- yeah, just the talking. When, yeah, when you can just go up to a table and just have a conversation about cards with somebody. I, I really yeah. enjoy that. And they're not like, cool, what are you buying? If not, get right. lost. Right. Pittsburgh showed a little bit of that, but I think that's what comes with the vintage territory, I guess. But worth it to see yeah. some vintage. But big question. I want, I want to ask you before I forget. 
biggest card at the show. What was it? Fire away. Biggest card. I saw one on IG that I think is a contender for the biggest card. The B Sports cards posted. But what was the biggest card you saw? I'm trying to remember what it was when I went. It was that TNT or TMT. Yeah, TNT, yeah. He had the biggest card. I don't remember what it was, but he had it. TNT had a – they probably had it again, honestly. They have a lot of nice stuff, big cards. Like, they had a flawless Luca rookie patch auto. Well, Like, that's pretty big. A vertical? No. It's the horizontal. I mean, that might be the biggest card. And then they had – they still have that one, like, Mahomes – like bronze or whatever it is. Oh, the the bronze the, stars. Yeah, they're asking like seventy grand on that. So like you know, you know, Pac Man cards has one of those. I did not. That's he pulled it. He pulled it card. back in the day. Oh, and he never sold it. That takes so much. I I would sell that almost immediately. Like he never that would sold be like it. To my fault. Like I would I would be that guy that sold that card for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, he took my profit on the box. It's like a white sparkle, except it comes from the hobby box. It's like a non-numbered SSP, but it's like yeah. to 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's supposedly out of 20. Isn't that wild? He also, I'm sure you've seen the video, pulled a uh, on a beach, one of the Josh Allen golds, gold prisms. Have you seen that video? No, that's crazy though to pull. Dude, he was sitting on a beach and took a video of him and like his girlfriend opening like some packs, and they're just holding it up like this with like a palm tree and like a sunset and like waves in the background, like going through that's the pack. Legit. And then there's like gold, and it was a Josh Allen like gold prism rookie, and he doesn't that's have that legit. one anymore. He keeps most of his stuff, but he doesn't have that one. But isn't that wild? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I saw that yeah. there was an optic gold Herbert there. Oh, I did not see that card, but I did see that card online. That is a crazy card. I don't know if that's bigger. The Mahomes is probably bigger. The Bronze Stars. Probably, yeah. Or the Luca, probably bigger. Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, there was a guy who had transitioning to hockey a little bit, a case. I mean, a case packed full of McDavid stuff, like Young Gun 10s. He probably had like six or seven of those and just patch autos. I didn't realize you can't touch a McDavid auto for under like two grand now. That's like Oh, a that's product. not true. That's not true. Well, do you mean a rookie auto? Yeah, yeah, like a rookie auto. Huh? Like maybe like a bad product. Like all the ones that he had were like, nice cards and they were like five six thousand i didn't look to see what the expensive most expensive one is purely because i figured you know what if he's got this this much mcdavid he probably knows the market really well and it's probably a bad time to buy mcdavid right now when yeah i would not really buy mcdavid right now yeah i actually traded away i kind of thought i traded away my rainbow rookie for that crosby patch in cash last week yeah which, like, I don't know. I might yet buy another one in the future. But, like, feel like like the LeBron ones, they refractors, they could just kind of slide for a bit. And I, I'll yeah. be around. You know, I enjoy the card. So, like, I'll be around. I'll probably scoop one up at a later time if it's a little cheaper or something. 
Yeah. But wow, a whole table of McDavid and stuff. Yeah, it was a crazy. And uh, of course, he's wearing a McDavid jersey too. Oh man, I wish I had seen it. There is, I yeah. will say, for people who talk about how hockey has like less supply of like some stuff, there is a ton of McDavid rookie stuff floating around. Ton. Yeah. The Young you- Guns is, in my opinion, yeah. still the worst, one of the worst buys floating around. I mean, obviously, you know, there could be something stupid. Like, I'm not going to buy, I don't know, I'm not going to buy out the Silver Prism lot of, Every single silver prism on release day of some second round pick, but like, right? I don't know of things you, that people say are good buys. I I wish I would have done this for the sake of the pod, but I wanted to ask him, like, just out of curiosity, like how he was doing with hockey and Shipsy. I feel like no like one I, at Shipsy would want the hockey. That that's kind of what I feel like too, but I don't know. I would be interested I mean, every, in McDavid. I, It'd be fun. See, I think mo- a lot of people, like even me, I don't collect hockey. But um, if I got offered a McDavid card in like a trade or something, that would still very much intrigue me. Yeah, I think outside of McDavid, though, it's a huge drop-off in terms of what would intrigue the uh, otherwise oh, interested card collector. I think Crosby oh, yeah. and Alex Ovechkin are like way below McDavid in terms of what the typical card show goer would want in a trade. Yeah, that's why that's what really interests me is like this was a case of pure McDavid. So like is he is he moving a lot of stuff to these like IG guys who just want a McDavid because they've never had one? Or like how does it, it was I thought it was interesting, but the Apache autos. Oh yeah. No, he he had just everything like it i wonder if he had crazy. a true i wonder if he had a true did you know what the true looks like enough to recognize it if you'd seen it no i don't true's so. like 100k so it could really? if you had a true it could be the biggest oh that would be something oh you know what was a very big card there there was a wilt chamberlain rookie uh psa 8 holy crap a 61 flare that's actually a huge card now that I th- now that I I just oh my gosh it was at the show yeah that's a ma- I don't know what those do but that's They're a massive card a PSA two a PSA seven is ten oh PSA is gonna be worth PSA eight forty three sold for forty three point six on May twenty second okay so that's yeah that's up there for biggest card then for sure because I think a nine is north of a hundred. A nine is three hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah, that's that's insane, dude. Yeah, that yeah. was sweet to look at. A PSA eight. Well, you know, you know what's weird about those cards is when they're in such good shape, they look so fake. Oh, they do. I actually like the ones in lower grade because they feel like, more real. Yeah, so do I. Like that will just doesn't even look real because it's just so nice, like. A PSA eight is incredibly nice. Yeah, I've, I've crazy grade. I've like thought about trading up my Hank Aaron rookie out of a four into like a nice five, but like I enjoy the condition of the four for a vintage card. So what's the gap on something like that? If you not were to, insane, like, like a thousand okay. bucks. 
Oh, okay, that's not terrible. Or like fifteen hundred, maybe depending upon condition. Thousand bucks, probably the smallest, like fifteen hundred, if you want to get like moved to something decent. So it's not like insane, but yeah, maybe just not enough to make it worth it from a collecting as aspect. Yeah, there are other things I do with fifteen hundred bucks. Right, but I'm you jealous just... of this. I'm jealous of this table of hockey. I wish I had seen it. Yeah, it was it was fun to look at, even if it's not really my type of thing. And that's what I like about Shipsy, is there's at least there's fun stuff to look at. Like you felt that way, kind of with the uh, the show you were at. That was last week, right? Yeah. Wow, that feels like ages ago, but yeah, it was last week. Yeah, like you kind of felt that way too. It's like, yeah, I can't touch these Mickey Mantle rookies, but like they're cool to look at. Yeah. Like and that's to how see, I felt like, with like a stack Will. of Willie Mays rookies of like five of them stacked up. Yeah. It's like that's nuts. super cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, I want to overall. What do we want to talk about from here? I want to make... talk about some hockey playoffs because those are electric i don't know viewers i think a lot of viewers might be like me we're like i don't watch any regular season hockey but once the hockey playoffs come on i can watch that that is so fun to watch oh yeah you you watch regular season more than me but i watch regular season penguins but i don't watch any other team regular season unless it was like watching mcdavid I will watch McDavid regular season. I literally just watch Penguins and then the occasional McDavid because it's always late night usually because it always starts at like 10 o'clock and like the Penguins are usually done. And like if I'm just sitting around, I'll turn it on sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense. But the playoffs should be great. Avalanche, Oilers should be fun. Because you were saying – before we started that like this is best case hobby playoff yeah yeah as far as the west goes like guaranteed it's the best as far as the west goes so you just that's purely because of mcdavid and was it mckinnon yeah mckinnon yeah people don't even talk about mckinnon like the the ig ship show card goer i don't even think knows nathan mckinnon exists but nathan mckinnon cards go for a lot of money and like they go for a ton, a ton. So, and he plays really well. Like, he's like an MVP caliber player, like an MVP candidate okay. type player. Like, he's very good. And he, he, his team just hasn't been good until recent years. But, like, Does he, have he a plays rank? fast. No. Oh, no. No. Okay. So, they've been, he, like, bad, bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were pretty <laughs> bad for a while. But they've been starting to get better. But they, he plays so fast. And I have not watched a ton of Colorado Avalanche. And I could be wrong. Maybe they haven't been bad, bad for a while. But I've always thought they were not too great. They definitely haven't had playoff success. But he plays so how, fast. Like McDavid much? does. Because you're more into, like, hockey than me. Is, it, is the craze, like, really big? Like, like say, say you know, McKinnon or McDavid or whatever, because they both don't have rings. Say one of them gets a ring. Like, does that just make a world of difference for their cards or is it not 
like for McDavid, it does because you have a bunch of influence from other people that aren't like hockey world. But like, I'm gonna be honest, I follow a ton of hockey collectors and and I like engage with them a lot on like IG and I like send messages and stuff. Their stuff always so their stuff like gets fed to you first in the IG like algorithm and I get all their stories because like I buy stuff from their stories sometimes. They don't post like crazy. It won't be like insert MBA uh, investor boy here where, oh, Tatum is Tatum has won the Eastern Conference finals. Like check out my Tatum for sale, for sale, for sale. I always knew Tatum okay. was the best. You don't get that. Yeah. You'll be like, it'll, someone will be like, so cool to see the Oilers in the conference finals or something like that. And like, you don't see, and like, maybe they'll post a picture of like a McDavid or McKinnon that they have, but you don't have the investor activity remotely close to any other sport. Like most people just do their own thing with whatever they collect in hockey. And it may or may not happen to be them, but it's not like the basketball Instagram crowd where like, I don't know, some absurd percentage are highly, highly invested in the performance of things that are outside what they collect if you will okay like it definitely moves the needle a little but it's not like other sports where it's like insane i don't think just because the people who buy the cards so it's a lot more of a calm market oh like by a lot it's very calm (laughs) there's like very little beef and like very little like that the stuff that people post on like story sales it's just like random cards. Like, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. big investment play, you know, because there isn't yeah. really any of that. Like, you don't even see the young guns being posted on these card IGs very much at all. Like, some people collect the big young guns, but like, you don't see this stuff floating around or like prospecting on young guns or anything like that. You like see zero of this on the accounts that I follow, at least. Yeah, that's what I've always thought was interesting about the couple hockey people that I know locally. Like, there's no, they don't prospect at all. It's like they buy. No, there's no prospecting, really. Like, they literally will buy like Ovechkin, uh, McDavid, Crosby, and Stevie Iserman. Cause like, Iserman's local for me. Like, yeah. those are just, like, they don't buy anything else. Like, they don't they're not like oh this guy is young and super good like he's upcoming like i've never heard like this guy's a good investment from any of these guys regarding a hockey card which is i've always wondered how hockey wax sells because nobody really wants or chases all the rookies that hard unless it's like someone insane i can tell you that working at the lcs on friday i was looking at some hockey cards Wax is way cheaper than other sports. Like, oh yeah, and still, a, I don't know if it's. I, I still don't buy it because it's still like not exciting enough, even at the price it's at. Right. Yeah, because there was a box and you got like two rookie autos or something, or like two autos a box, and it was like one hundred and seventy-five dollars. And I was like, man, if oh this yeah, was a basketball product that'd be like a four thousand dollar box or something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it is like, pretty cheap. But it's just there aren't that there's yeah. like a limited group of people who watch it and uh, 
compared to the amount of people who like speculate on cards, an extremely limited group. Yeah. But it works out well for me. Like it's fun to collect if you enjoy it, which is why I wish I'd seen yeah. this table. Yeah. Do you think most stuff for hockey is just like sales or just like collector to collector? Like, oh, yes. you collect this guy. I want cash so I can go buy my guy or something. I think it's literally 95% of it. Really? And in basketball, and in basketball, I think it's like 20 or less percent of it. I would I would take the under. Under that. 20? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I Honestly. think the hockey is pretty darn close to 90 or higher percent, just collector to collector. Dang, that's so crazy. Like, that's just way different. That's why the prices don't move a ton. Yeah, speaking of uh, prices moving, your Crosby or yeah. Crosby that's the same of yours is up for sale. What is that, the first time in like a year? Yeah, because I got mine May of 2021, and it's the only public comp. I know of two or three private deals with people like that I know who've had them oh, and have cool. sold them. Okay. So I know of like two or three private deals. I know roughly the amounts they've gone for because – People were very generous in sharing that information with me just because I was curious about where the market was at on them. I'm not going to say those amounts just because I would like to, you know, keep it on the down low since people didn't want me sharing their private sales. But <laughs> it's the right. first public company year because I'm going to see if I, I bet I can look it up on Car Ladder when mine sold, like the 2005 signature patches, Crosby, the cup. It'll, has to be there because I think I'm the last one. Let's see. Sales history. Oh, this says 2021. Well, that's not mine. 2005 Crosby, the cup 8.5 was mine. Yep, there's mine. Mine was May 26, 2021. The auction ended. Wow. So we're at almost exactly a year. So for the listeners, one on Golden or one is on golden right now, it is at 2100 Yeah. Including buyer's premium, but it is also a BGS 6. Yeah, it looks substantially worse than mine. Oh, the top right corner is destroyed. Yeah, mine is not a strong 8.5. I'm not afraid to say that, but it is a lot better than that 6. Also of yeah, interest the, is yeah. that an 8.5 of the honorable numbers subset. So there's like the honorable numbers, the signature patches, and then there's like the vertical. And there might be another. And the limit, there's limited logos okay. too. But the, the like honorable numbers and the signature patches are like roughly the same value. But an 8.5 of the honorable numbers did 11,400 in February. Wow. That is pretty crazy. I'll be interested to see what the um I kind of want the honorable numbers. I'm not gonna lie. I want one. What is <laughs> maybe I'll get it someday. I like this upper deck exquisite. Oh, Wait, what the, is ex- that? the it's flashback? not a rookie. Yeah, it's a flashback one. I almost had one, I almost bought one of those one day, one time, but I didn't. It was like I forget if it was like $2,000 or something. Why does it say exquisite rookie patch if it's not a rookie? Dude, they do this all the time. They make these flashback ones in hockey that are not 
rookies, but they make it to look like it was a rookie. And they make McDavid has these two. They're like these like flashback cards. Okay, that's stupid. I would never buy that. I would buy it for like a price of slightly above a normal patch auto because it's a cool retro design. I but I would not pay. Buy, buy a card go- that says rookie on it if it's not rookie. Yeah, okay. I okay, I can Sounds understand like a scam that. to me. It is not a rookie. That thing's like 2010 to 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's 2009 to 2010. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's not. That's like a. I think it might. It's probably from the cup. I don't actually know what it's from. I don't actually know. Maybe it's not from the cup. This is gonna bother. I don't know, but that that sounds like a i don't know i don't like that it says it so, says exquisite rookie patch and it's like a fifth year card so do you know the okay the one that i was going to buy was not this so this is the lebron exquisite rookie patch uh for any like design for anyone who's listening i mean i guess we have no video so you're all listening but i almost bought the horizontal one which you remember you know the horizontal exquisite lebron right yeah. I almost bought a Crosby of that design and it was like not obscenely expensive. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't though. I really want that stupid honorable numbers, but what do you think this this goes for? This six PSA six. It's also like lot three thousand on golden. So like for what that's worth. Uh I mean, if it's at 2,100 with four days left, I don't know. I would think it goes for like five grand. That would be pretty cool. I would uh, be happy with that personally. I should I mean, post I, about this I, on my IGC, people, what people think. I mean, I honestly, like that card could go for less than five grand or more by a lot. Like I, I don't know that, I don't know the Crosby market as well, especially if there isn't any public comps in over a year but yeah and it was at a vastly is... different grade <laughs> there that one that was yeah. in february of that other subset's a pretty good comp though but not none of this card in a year do you think there's a lot of crosby collectors just like sitting here just like waiting for that card to pop up they definitely they, exist. Want they definitely exist i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna have to watch that card that's people float- these people exist because there isn't a ton, a ton of this stuff. So, like, these people float around. Like, it's not a true. The true 8.5 and 8.59, a BGS 8.59 of the true did 72,000 at the end of April. Real. So, the true is worth a lot. But the horizontals are worth a lot less, but... I don't know. For someone, for most people, it's more accessible, like by a lot. So that, okay. Yeah, so that, dang. That is a nice card. I can't, dang, I'm excited to see what that goes for. It's a 10 auto, right? I didn't even check. Yeah, it's a 10 auto. Okay. It looks like a 10 auto. Listeners, tune in. This stuff's kind of fun. This is why I like the hockey stuff. And maybe you guys have your own circles that you do this and maybe you're into like ufc or like wrestling like old wrestling or whatever which aren't my cup of tea 
but like it's fun with like this random stuff that like never comes up really and like only is transacted in private deals and then one miraculously appears at an auction house yeah i'm surprised stuff like this even reaches the auction to be honest yeah that that's that'll be interesting to follow for sure like, especially like with if the I... playoffs going on yeah crosby not in the playoffs but still yeah it should be right. interesting at least more eyes are on hockey you'd mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. we're starting to run a little bit hot light late on oh, time yeah. do we, we want to i didn't realize how much we gone do we want to talk nba finals or do we want to save it for next week we'll save it for next week hopefully what is there going to be three games in probably yeah yeah Two or probably three, depending on when we do it yeah exactly yeah. all right but, well maybe we'll wrap it there you guys I think I would like – I think my finals prediction was correct. Yeah, we well, we so, discussed this before we hopped on, and we think that I got both wrong and he got both right. I, you guys yeah, can fact so, check us. but you, You've had some good moments on this pod, and I haven't had as many, so I need to – This was a big moment. But, but do you, did you pick a winner? Did you pick a winner? I think you probably picked the Warriors. I think I probably picked the Warriors as well. But well, that's I, what we'll count it as for the, the record. Celtics. I want the Celtics. I also kind of want the Celtics. You don't want that. You don't want any of this Steph greater than LeBron question mark creeping in, do you? As we close out, as we close out, Steph could three-peat in the next three years, and he would not be close to LeBron. And that's it, you guys. We'll see <laughs> you all next it. week. <laughs>